This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now the... Russian invasion of Ukraine, which began on the 24th of February in 2022, has been moved from the front pages to the inside pages of newspapers and way down the pecking order in radio and television. The real focus of the world now is on Israel's war, as they describe it, with the Palestinians and with Hamas in particular. So it's a pleasure now to welcome back to the stand, Dmitry Elovsky. Dmitry is chief editor for the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. Before the war, he was deputy editor-in-chief for TV Rain in Moscow. He moved to Lithuania when the war began, and independent media outlets, including TV Rain, were closed down across Russia. He's a brave man, and it's a pleasure to welcome him now from Lithuania. Dmitry, thank you very much for joining us again. Since we last spoke, I know that you have been included in Vladimir Putin's list of foreign agents. How troubling is that? Hello, and I'm really very glad uh, to be back with you. Uh, so basically, this is a quite, uh, quite annoying thing. Uh, this is the list, um, which already consists of about uh, like 900 people or something. And um, these are people uh, who, um, who, like Putin and his regime, I think treats as some sort of a public enemy. Yes. And uh, there are many decent journalists, poets, writers, actors, lawyers. And uh, every uh, Friday, Russian Ministry of Judiciary publishes a new list uh, of this sort of people. Uh, so what it means... It actually obliges uh, me, for instance, uh, to fulfill the form of uh, all the money I earn and uh, all the money I spend. And I have to do it uh, for a number of times during the year. Also, I have to provide every each and every single uh, text of mine or video program or article or any piece uh, with the description that uh, I'm a foreign agent. And this is a text which is uh, written and spread by a foreign agent. 
So that basically reminds something of uh, yellow stars that yes, uh, yes, were indeed. used in the World War II. Yes. Um, if I uh, fail to um, follow these instructions and these rules, uh, there will be um, two um, administratory, and I, I'm not sure, I, I do know the, the right word in English, uh, but it's not a criminal case. Uh, it's something less uh, serious, less yes. important. Uh, but after, and I have to pay uh, fines two times. Right. But after that, if I fail to follow these uh, instructions, um, there will be a criminal case against me. And uh, that will definitely bring a lot of uh, troubles uh, to probably my family. Uh, or to my um, uh, real estate, or to something that I own in Russia. Uh, but I'm uh, happy to be poor enough and not yes. uh, own any any property or anything like that uh, in uh, in Russia. Uh, and um, hence, I, I I still think that uh, it would not influence somehow my mother. But for any person who is still in Russia and uh, who is uh, lucky enough to get inside that list, uh, this is quite painful and this is quite annoying, actually. Yeah. Now, the war in Ukraine, we've come to winter from what we can see in our media. It hasn't gone well for Ukraine in terms of regaining territory and making progress, but it hasn't gone so badly wrong that they're a lost cause. But the American Congress, for example, is reluctant. It's a Republican um, Congress now. They're reluctant to give the authorization for Biden to give Ukraine the support, particularly the financial support and the armed support that he requires. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, in Russia, everybody, both politicians, people and uh, military commanders are pretty much tired of this war. Right. And uh, they still have a lack of uh, human resources, which they do not know how to fulfill. And uh, they still have uh, some problems with missiles or with supplies. Yes, And um, most importantly, that uh, people who are at the front line, Russian soldiers, yes. are getting tired. And uh, those who were drafted uh, like a year and something ago, uh, they are still fighting on this war on the Russian side, Putin's side. And they do not have any rotation. They do not have any holidays, days off or something like that. So it's been uh, more, more, more than a year for them. And uh, they are not happy with it. And I would like to remind you that uh, there are still many criminals who are fighting for Putin. Yes. Uh, previously, Prigozhin and uh, later the Defense Ministry um, has uh, taken them off from the prisons and said, uh, guys, you will fight like for a um, couple of months. Yes. And if you are lucky enough to survive, uh, you are free to go and you can start your new life uh, back in Russia. Uh, so this is what actually brings uh, lots of um, injustice because uh, in people who were uh, taken from the prisons, uh, they can spend like some weeks at the front line and then go back. Yes. And uh, people who were drafted and who were actually um, not volunteering, but uh, they were saying uh, what the government told them to do. And they were doing that. 
uh, they are still at the front line. They are still fighting and they are still suffering and they do not get um, they support. Uh, their families do not get that support uh, by Putin, uh, which he was uh, talking about previously. Now, in the Moscow Times, which claims to be an independent newspaper from Russia, there is a story about anti-mobilization protests by Russian soldiers, wives and mothers. They say there was a protest, it was put down, but there is unrest. Is that true? And if it is true, is it significant? This is true, and I think it is quite important. I don't think that um, women themselves would change a lot um, because they are fighting a huge and very powerful enemy, which yes. is uh, Putin's regime. But, you know, it's important to remember that that women, they do have husbands. Yes. And their husbands, as I said previously, are getting tired. And uh, once... Uh, we are at the stage um, of the war of attrition. Uh, they might just turn um, their guns uh, uh, 180 degrees and uh, go back um, yes. to Moscow, to Russia, to Rostov and Don. Uh, we, we still remember that uh, Prigozhin yes. already did it. And yes, it and the crowds him. liked him and they were looking for selfies and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm uh, talking about. And uh, I, I think that if somebody would like to cosplay him and to uh, try to repeat his uh, route, um, he can be even more successful than uh, than uh, than Prigozhin. And uh, right. on the other side, it's um, very hard to control that uh, movement of uh, women, of wives and mothers yes. and uh, sisters, and even mothers-in-law. Uh, because uh, it's um, um, grassrooted, uh, it doesn't have any like center. Uh, it's uh, well spread through many big cities and towns uh, in Russia. And I know that um, uh, there's been a meeting um, of, of, of uh, Kremlin officials uh, who are heads of uh, pres president's office or managers of him, yeah, and local um, uh, governors. And uh, Kremlin said that um, in any possible ways, you should um, silence this movement. You should silence this protest. We don't care what you will do. You can scare them. You can uh, fulfill some of their demands. You can pay them money and do whatever you need to, but just um, let them keep their mouths shut. Yes. Because it's still a presidential campaign going on. Though Putin hasn't said yet that he will participate in it, but uh, we have no doubt that he will. So it's quite it's quite disturbing, actually. I think now um, Mikhail Khodorkovsky is one of he is said to be the richest man in Russia, and he has been speaking about the global impact of Putin's war, and he believes that there is trouble waiting for Putin because of the Ukraine war, and I quote him directly here, his downfall will lead to unstable nuclear-armed states. And what he's saying is that the stability that the Putin dictatorship brings ensures that nuclear arms won't fall into the, the hands of what are described as local thugs. But he also points out that there is a danger here, not just for Putin, but for 
the region and indeed the world. Uh, yeah, I believe that uh, this is what he's saying, uh, criticizing the idea of uh, Russian Federation falling apart after the war. Yes. Uh, because there are some people in Russian position and uh, in Europe who think that um, uh, Russia will fall apart and uh, it will be easier and uh, it will be uh, more stable construction to deal with after the end of the war. Uh, but uh, what uh, Khodorkovsky is saying is that uh, um, nobody will be happy if there would be like a number of small, angry, poor yes. states who are uh, in the state of common uh, of, of a continuous war and continuous conflict with each other and uh, with the outer world, and all of them actually will have um, nuclear weapons, nuclear arms, and uh, we do know actually, unfortunately, that the international institutions are not that powerful and are um, yes. not that strong um, to keep all the nuclear weapons uh, at one place and under under the lock uh, so it might turn even if into into bigger problems if uh, russia fails and uh, if it falls apart and let me let me remind you what just one short thing uh, that uh, many uh, European and Western leaders were not happy when Soviet Union was collapsing, and yes. uh, we know that uh, there were very powerful American people from from uh, from power who were calling uh, Gorbachev and asking him not to collapse Soviet Union, yes, just to keep it uh, just to keep it together and let's keep it that way. I mean, we can still go on, but yes. uh, Gorbachev said it. Uh, it, it won't work this way. It, what's your own feeling, Dmitry, about the geopolitical circumstances that we find ourselves in? Europe, in my view, is pretty useless in this present scenario. America, the United States, is falling apart with the possibility that Donald Trump may return as president. And the war in the Middle East with Israel's incredible response to the slaughter by Hamas on October 7th, which was a terrible terrorist act, the most victims, Jewish victims, since the Second World War. And now this savage response from Netanyahu and his forces. We're in a very unstable world. Does that make it more dangerous for Putin more dangerous for Zelensky because he supports Israel? And does it make the United States so unstable that it cannot be a reliable partner or a reliable support for Ukraine? Um, there is, um, th there was a very powerful advisor of uh, Mr. Putin. Uh, his surname is Surkov. Yes. And um, I think it was about four or five years ago when he has published an article uh, where he said that uh, the main um, the main article of a Russian expert should be instability. Yes. This is what we should give to the world. Yes. Because we have enough of it in Russia. Yes. And uh, we have to export instability, not oil, not gas, but this is what we have to do. And I think that um, since uh, the year of 2014, probably, or, or a bit earlier, uh, Russia was doing it with the huge success. And uh, now we 
live in the world where every instability, every unstable situation, every war conflict uh, is extremely helpful for uh, Putin right. and extremely dangerous uh, for uh, Zelensky. And uh, I would also like to add that um, when Putin decided uh, to annex Crimea and to drive his uh, military forces to the eastern Ukraine, uh, he has uh, opened a Pandora box. Yes. Uh, and uh, people uh, all over the world see that uh, thugs like Putin can do it, and uh, nothing will happen to them. And now we see that, for instance, there was a referendum in Venezuela. Uh, 95% of people there voted that the neighboring country of Guyana, the huge part of it. Yes. Uh, now uh, we see that uh, Aliyev uh, in Azerbaijan, uh, is not hesitating a lot, and with the huge support of uh, Turkish President Erdogan, he has taken back uh, the uh, Nagorny Karabakh, the Artsakh Republic, which um, which was uh, pro-Armenian and where lots of Armenians lived. Um, so this is um, uh, and, and yeah, the the, the attack of um, Hamas on uh, on Israel on the seventh of October. Yes, uh, it's another splendid, and good example of uh, of uh, what uh, Putin has done. I mean, it, it's not like directly his hand; it's uh, not yes. like directed by him. Uh, uh, but uh, we do see um, his traces in in every single conflict that uh, we have, uh, like for for ten years period, I guess. Is he closer now? What is the relationship between China and Russia like at the moment? Because we know there that Putin has been there recently. He was there just before the invasion. We also know that uh, President Xi Jinping has met with Biden. And we also know that the Chinese have a real serious economic problem. Does any of that the relationship with China, how important is it for Putin? And how solid is it? It's uh, extremely important because uh, China is the uh, only uh, big and close uh, Russian ally. And uh, this is the only country that uh, still can, uh, big country, I mean, big and uh, powerful, uh, which can uh, yeah. still uh, hold uh, talks with the negotiations with the Putin, with Lavrov or whatever. But, you know, th there was a period in uh, Russian history, uh, Tatar yoke, uh, Tatar Mongolian yoke. Yes. Uh, and uh, actually, I think uh, we're going to see something like that in the near future. Because uh, we know that Beijing is a very powerful and uh, very strong negotiator. And yes. uh, I think they will never do anything uh, which is economically uh, not uh, profitable to them. Yes. So what they are doing currently is that they um, uh, still provide some help to Russia. They do help economically, though not in a military way, but yeah, they supply many cars, many goods, um, clothes, and uh, etc. to Russia. Uh, but uh, we do not know what Putin gives them instead. But we are aware that they've been dreaming of getting um, some good portion of uh, Siberia, of um, uh, oil, of uh, gas there, of woods, and um, of, 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 of the earth itself. Right. I mean, China is overpopulated, yes. and uh, they still need uh, place and space yeah. uh, for their people, and they still have a huge growing economy, which uh, needs uh, natural sources. So, this is it. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let me ask you about the Russian military casualties in this conflict, Dmitry, Russia's military casualties are approaching 300,000. That number includes about 120,000 deaths and 170 to 180,000 injured troops. But Russia is losing many more casualties on the battlefield than the Ukrainians are. How is that going? Do the Russian people believe that Russia is winning the conflict with Ukraine? And does Putin, would he be optimistic that he can take Ukraine? Or would that not even be on the agenda? Well, uh, the last thing that Putin's, uh, Putin is thinking about uh, is casualties. Uh, uh, there are lots of people in Russia. It's uh, yes. 147 million. Right. And uh, he's not... Uh, he doesn't care about it like at yes. all. But you know, the peculiar thing is that um, there is a huge rate of casualties, uh, but that people are from uh, poor regions, yes, mainly from uh, Siberia. Right. Uh, so basically, there are like around uh, per 10,000 of uh, male population in such uh, regions as Buryatia or Tiva. It's um, nearby Mongolian border and Chinese border. But you know how many, um, what's the rate on, on that uh, about Moscow and St. Petersburg? It's uh, 
1.1 in Moscow and 2.5 in St. Petersburg. Yes. Um, for every 10,000 of uh, male population. Yes. In, in the cities. Concerning the aims of Putin, it's, uh, it's a very interesting question. It's a very good question because nobody knows them. Still, from the beginning, we do remember that they were dreaming of some denazification, demilitarization. We do not hear that terms anymore. And again, I'm almost sure that uh, Putin, for this moment, is interested uh, in uh, teasing West and Europe and uh, in bringing um, instability to Ukraine. Uh, because uh, he understands that uh, on these terms, Ukraine will never get inside uh, NATO. And uh, this is what he wants to do. Um, though I think that um, when the war will be over, Putin will go. But uh, we don't know when it will be and in what, on, on what conditions. But uh, definitely he, he's not able for this moment, for, at this time to overtake the regime and to take Kiev, for instance. When you look from Moscow or from a Russian perspective at the West and you see what's happening in the Gaza Strip, you see October 7th and what has followed October 7th, what's your impression of the strength or weakness of the West and in particular of the United States? When you look at that crazy situation between Biden and Trump, Biden is 81. He doesn't seem very capable of very much. Trump is kind of mad. And that's it. That's the choice for America. What do you feel as a Russian when you look at that? And, and more importantly, what do you think Putin thinks when he sees the, the, the West as it is? Well, I think that uh, mm, <laughs> I think that in some ways uh, my perspective and Putin's perspective might be quite similar to each other, and I guess it's uh, the only the only situation when they might be similar. Uh, but uh, I, I I I think that uh, it's pretty hard times for Umer for America now. Yes, it and, is, and um, yeah. it's um, quite tough situation for Biden these days. But I do believe that um, if we talk about America, there are uh, there is not only like uh, the current uh, tactical, uh, political uh, aims, goals, or interests. Uh, there is a national interest. Yes, uh, there are some things that are important for generations. Yes, and uh, I do believe that uh, the American society and uh, the American democracy actually is built on this basis. Yes, and I I just hope uh, that uh, uh, the political race uh, will not make these people blind, and uh, they will not uh, forget about their aims, their interests, and uh, about uh, great presidents, great leaders who are in America. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, I feel um, well, I'm I'm Russian, as you know. Yes, and uh, I still think that uh, Russia is a great country. Yes, with great people who are now just have chosen the wrong path. Yes, um, and uh, I st I still think that Russia is kind of a country and uh, country slash uh, civilization. Yes, and um, it's uh, it's a pity that uh, the 
destiny of my nation is dependent uh, currently on uh, American politicians, on uh, the decisions of uh, Congress and House yes. Representatives, because I believe that uh, Russia is a huge power. And uh, people there, they should uh, decide uh, their future on their own. And uh, it's not uh, something that should be born uh, from dem Democrats or Republicans uh, in Washington. Yes, of course. Let me ask you finally, Dmitry, and it's good to talk to you again. There are, are elections coming in Russia, correct? Yeah. Am I right to believe that the election will be decided before it's even anyone takes a box. Um, I think so. Yes, uh, we know that um, in the uh, middle of December, on fifteenth um, of September, basically, uh, it's going to be a huge event for Putin. He's going to hold his annual press conference, uh, which is combined in this year uh, with the so-called. Um, online session with Russian people, with Russian regions. Yes. Uh, so it's the first time when it's going to be like uh, um, uh, one, one and two, uh, two and one, sorry. And um, I think that by that time, next Friday, uh, I mean, not this Friday, but yes. one after, the, after this one, uh, he will say that uh, he will participate in these elections. Um, and definitely, yeah, he will win. But, you know, um, there are two things that I would like to stress uh, talking about it. Uh, first of all, we know that Putin, he doesn't like to do things that people wait for, for from him. Yes, expect. He, yes. he wants to break the stereotypes. Yes. Uh, so probably there is a, still a small chance, a small opportunity that... Uh, he will change his mind. He might think that uh, he will go to being prime minister and Medvedev again in the office. Yes. Or not Medvedev, or somebody like that. We don't know yet. Uh, but still, uh, if he goes, definitely he will win. But, you know, every presidential campaign is a very important time for all the nation. And it's a good chance, good opportunity to speak about all the problems and all the mistakes that were done. Yes. And uh, this is a great time for um, a Russian position. Definitely they will not take, um, uh, they, they, they will not participate in the elections. But uh, it's a good period, it's a good winter. Yes. And their voices, uh, I think, might be heard better than usually. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to Thank you, you. Uh, Dimitri, and we're glad you're well. We're sorry you're on the list, but we're sure. That it's you fine, you know, it's uh, my number is uh, 800805. Uh, okay, so, so it's kind of a beautiful number. <laughs> okay. And thank you very much indeed, Dimitri Lovsky for talking to us today. We wish you well, of course. And we're sorry we turned our back on you to, <laughs> to look at <laughs> the, other, the other war. Um, and we'll talk to you very soon again. Thank you very much indeed. We're grateful to Dimitri, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.